With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Praise the Lord, Michael Jakes here. We're here with the Bible Speaks Live. This is our Hot Topic Tuesday. We pray that all is well with you once again as we come to you with the Word of God. Tonight, we are going to begin a what I'm going to say will be a riveting study on seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. Yes, uh, false teaching and false prophecy and all these things are all wrapped up in it. And we're going to get to the uh, get to the core of it and and how does it happen and why does it happen and what is the goal and we're going to get into all of those questions uh this may be a two-weeker uh but we're going to get into it all as we get into this topic amen it's a very important topic uh we need to know uh that these things are prevalent uh in this world today and prevalent unfortunately within the church amen and so we are delighted that you have chosen to be with us for a few minutes we pray that uh, your time spent uh, in God's word will be a fruitful one. As always, we pray that is the case. Amen. And so once again, we're blessed and we are honored to be able to come to you with the word of God. We're going to pray and we're going to get right into this word for today. Amen. So Lord, we bless your name. We honor you. and We thank you, Lord Jesus. Once again, you have given us this opportunity to uh, come before you. Lord, we pray for the next few minutes, Lord, that you might be the silent listener to all that we do and say here tonight. Uh, Lord, we, uh, Lord, we know that we speak on a very a delicate and sensitive subject when we begin to talk about these types of spiritual things. Uh, Lord, we pray that you will give us clarity of mind and heart, uh, even as your word does go forth. Lord, we pray that you will be with us, lead us and guide us into your truth. Lord, we don't want to move away from your truth. Lord, we want to speak your word. Lord, we pray that no flesh will be glorified in your presence. Lord, we want you to have your way. Lord, bring someone uh, to this place today that needs to hear these words. Lord, we love you. We praise you and we put you first and we honor you in all that we do. In your name we pray, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. God is good. We just bless the Lord and we honor him once again. And we thank uh, the Lord for giving us this opportunity uh, once again to open up uh, his word. Um, when we begin to talk about spiritual things, and anytime we open up the Bible, we're talking about spiritual things. But when we talk about spiritual things of this nature... When we begin to talk about evil spirits and demons and and seducing spirits and all these types of things, um, we we want to. I, I want to make sure that 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 we all understand that uh, we don't do these things to glorify Satan by by any means at all. We're not trying to glorify Satan and lift him up. We are trying to. Uh, we are trying to number one. Uh, we want to draw ourselves closer to Christ by speaking these things. We become more informed. 
We become educated. We need to, the Bible says we should not be ignorant of his devices. And so that is why from time to time, we will speak about these types of things. Once again, it's necessary that the body of Christ come to an understanding as best as we can what the Bible says about our enemy. Amen. We should not be ignorant of his devices. And the fact that there is false teaching and false doctrine within the church, that's a device of Satan. And we don't want to be ignorant of it. Amen. So once again, that's why we, from time to time, will speak on these types of things. Amen. Well, when we talk about this particular subject, it is a wide open subject. The fact is, when you get right down to it, we don't know. We, When you come right down to it, we know very little about Satan and his workings. And yet, we know a lot. We know what the Bible tells us. I know that's a two-sided statement. That's a, a two-headed statement I just said. We know very little about Satan's workings, and yet and still, we know much. Because when he talks about, when we look at the book of Job, we see that Job came before uh, the Lord with the other angels. We don't understand what's going on. We don't know. Listen, we don't know where he came from. He said that he was going up and down in the earth. We don't know what that means, going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down in it. What does that mean? We don't know. Satan is somewhere in this world today. He is somewhere in this, let me put it this way, universe. As we are speaking about it, he is somewhere in this universe. I'm not going to say in this world necessarily. He is somewhere in this universe at this present time, as we speak, he is he is in existence. Uh, he is a he is a real personality that God created that does exist, and he exists to do evil. Uh, but he doesn't do it alone. He doesn't do it alone. Uh, we use his surname. We use his name, Satan, the devil, the different names that the Bible gives us concerning who he is. We use these different names to refer to all the evil that we see going on. We say the devil did this and the devil did that. Yes, in a sense he did because he is the uh, he is the, the keeper of all of the evil in the world in, in the sense that we're talking about. Uh, but he has, he has myriads of angels, demons, and seducing spirits. All of these, all of these, uh, all of these creatures are under and at his disposal. But we use, when we talk about the devil, the devil, the devil, it's more than likely not the devil actually himself that's making it happen. It's his influence, but he has all of his emissaries that go about throughout the world uh, doing what they do. Amen. So that's very important that we understand that when it gets serious, Satan steps up. Satan tempted David. He tempted Jesus. He tempted Eve in the garden. When, 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 the, when the stakes are high, Satan says, I'm going to do this. He, he, he possessed Jude. When the stakes are high, Satan says, listen, I'm going to handle this one myself. But otherwise, it's demons, evil spirits, however you want to uh, phrase that. They are out doing uh, his bidding. Here's what we know about the devil. If I can begin just by talking a little bit about the devil himself. Things that we know, but things that we need to remind ourselves. Uh, he occupied a powerful place in heaven. We know that he occupied a powerful place in heaven. He was cast out because of his pride and his arrogance and his ambition. Uh, we know that he tempted Eve. He tempted Jesus, as I said. He tempted David. He told David, uh, uh, he, he stood against David and, and had him number the people, and God did not appreciate that. Um, and he has many schemes, as we said. The Bible says, do not be ignorant of his devices. Uh, he opposes the work of God. That's part of his work in this world. 
He opposes the work of God. He opposes God's people who are doing the work of God. He opposes. That's what uh, he does. Uh, and here's, here's one that uh, many times uh, that those who may be unsaved uh, will not appreciate to hear. But unbelievers, those who are unsaved, are actually Satan's children. It, it, that doesn't sound like something nice to hear or to say. But this is what Jesus said. Jesus accused the Pharisees of doing the that they were just like your father, the devil, Jesus says. And so he wasn't just talking about Pharisees. The Pharisees' father uh, is the devil. He was talking about all those who walk in unrighteousness. All those who are unsaved, who are not in Christ, are the children of Satan, spiritually speaking. Spiritually speaking, of course. Um, and we know, most importantly of all, most importantly of all, we understand that Satan was defeated at the cross. He was absolutely defeated at the cross. You have to go back to Colossians chapter number two and verse number 15, 14 and 15. You can read all about it. We won't take the time to read it here right now, but you can read all about it there, how he was how he was taken down, how his power was taken away from him. And, and that's 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 what we know about the devil. And once again, you can get into the little the the, the more uh, intricacies about Satan. But that is in a nutshell, that's an overview of who he is and, and, and what he's about and what he does. Now, at the same time, when we talk about that, we understand, as we have already mentioned, that Satan has emissaries. He has these evil spirits. Satan is the prince of demons. Satan is the prince of demons. Here's what we read in Matthew chapter number 12 and verse number 24. It says, but when the Pharisees heard it, they said, this fellow doth cast out devils by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. Beelzebub is a reference to Satan. And so even the Pharisees understood in as best as way, the best way they understood it, they understood that Satan was the keeper of, the, the prince of, the, the ruler of demons. The Pharisees did believe in angels and spiritual beings. The Sadducees did not believe in those things, but the Pharisees did. We also read in Matthew chapter 25 and verse number 41. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, this is Jesus speaking, depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Once again, that verse bringing out the point that Satan has his own set of angels that were taken down when that were that they were swept down to earth with him when he was cast out of heaven. Okay, and and that is pretty much what the Bible says concerning the fact that Satan has this has this uh, a group of angels. They are the they are the angels that we hear about, that we speak about, that we read about uh, in Ephesians chapter six and verse number twelve. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the rulers of darkness of this world. Uh, all of those that we read in in, in Ephesians six and twelve, those are part. That's part of Satan's arsenal. Those are all his emissaries. And included within all of that are the seducing spirits, spiritual wickedness in high places. Those are the seducing spirits that we're going to be focusing on, be focusing on for the balance of our time here. Now, here's what we know about demons. Let's, let's define what a demon is. Let's define specifically what a demon is. A very simple definition of a demon. 
They are evil angels who sinned against God and who now continually work evil in the world under the rulership of Satan. Now, the fact is that angels fall into, that evil angels, demons, fall into two categories. They fall into two categories. Number one, some demons are free. And I use that word very, you understand what I mean by free. Uh, some demons are free. They are the, they are the, they are the demons spoken about. They are the evil spirits spoken about in Ephesians, as we said, chapter six and verse number 12. They inhabit the heavenly places, the heavenly places. That, that's where they are. And they also wreak havoc, havoc here on earth. Okay, that's that's what they do. Uh, and the second group of angels, uh, the Bible speaks about uh, in the book of Second Peter. Let me go to Second Peter real quick. Second Peter, uh, chapter number two. Second Peter, chapter uh, number two. Now these particular demons, they are not. They are not free. They do not inhabit the heavenly places. Here's what it says in Second Peter. Chapter number two and verse number four. It says, For if God spared not the angels who sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. That's it. There are angels who are presently still in chains of darkness in hell. Why? Because evidently they are too evil. <laughs> they are too evil to be let loose on planet Earth. Maybe they are the more rebellious, but whatever the case is, God has them chained in darkness. They're, they're there. They're not coming out. That's, that's where they are. That's where they belong. That's where they're going to stay. We also read in Jude, in Jude 6, if I can get there real quick, Jude Six, here's what it says. And, and the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Talking about the same group of angels. So once again, uh, that confirms the truth. Once again, it's that's what it means. There are a set of angels that are stuck in chains in darkness, in hell, no chance of ever being free. But once again, there's another group that does exist on planet Earth and in the heavenly places that wreak havoc on Earth, and they do what they do. They are at Satan's disposal. Amen. So we know we know that uh, they also were likewise. They were defeated at the cross. We know that demons do and can possess people. Not Christians. Demons cannot possess Christians. That is a spiritual impossibility. Um, and demons are the source of false doctrine. And that's where we're going here. I wanted to give you sort of a background on Satan and, and demons just to bring it to this point. One of the things that they do, one of the things that they do is they perpetrate false teaching, false doctrine. And they 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 are the, the seducing spirits. And this has to do, this has to do with doctrine. So let me bring you to the book of 
first Peter, uh, rather first Timothy, first Timothy chapter number four, first Timothy uh, chapter number four and verse number one. Let's read it together. It says, now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving to them which believe and know the truth. Now pay special attention to that first verse especially. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, explicitly, pointedly. There is no mistake about what the Spirit of God is saying right here. He says, in the last times, which we are, which we believe that we are in, in these last times, he says, some shall depart from the faith, depart from the truth that they have known. And he says here, this is what they will do. They will give heed. They will give their ear. They will listen to, receive, accept, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, which that's a King James version. It's doctrines of demons, but that's what they will do. That's what the people will do. Now, now what exactly is a seducing spirit? What is a seducing spirit? The seducing spirit, that word seducing, and forgive me, and I, well, I, I don't, I don't want to apologize for it, but I sometimes I put the Greek out there because it does give us a a greater, a greater and a better understanding of what exactly uh, the Bible writers are saying. Here we see that this word seducing, it's a word, it's the word planos, P-L-A-N-O-S. It's the word planos. It's where we get our word planet. And to the ancient Greek writer, to the ancient Greek writers, or the ancient Greek scientists and astronomers of that day, they understood the planets that we see in the sky, they considered them to be wandering. They were wandering stars. That's what a planet was to the ancient Greeks. And when we look at this word planos, which means to deceive, what is happening with this word, what is being said here is that uh, evil spirits, what these evil spirits do, what these seducing spirits do, uh, they lure and induce people to wander away from God's truth. Hence the word deceive, planos, planet, wander. They deceive and lure people, God's people in particular that we're talking about here. Uh, they lure them and cause them to wander away from uh, the truth. Amen. This is what uh, they do. So that is a uh, seducing spirit. They are uh, they are lying and deceiving spirits. They present things that are false, making them seem as if they are right. They cause black to look white. They cause white to look black. Uh, this is what they do. They 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 present truth. Uh, they present truth and make it sound. They present falsehood rather. They present falsehood and make it sound completely believable. This is what they do. Seduction began in the garden. Now I can go further back. I can say, as far as we understand, seduction went back as far as the garden, but I can go further and say that seduction began in the 
past, in the ancient past, when Satan was still Lucifer, when Satan was still Lucifer, once again, we referred to it already, we made reference to it already, that Satan, uh, that Satan was thrown out of heaven and he took a third of the angels with him. He was able to muster up some sort of a rebellion amongst the angels that were yet, that were in heaven. And they were obviously with him on his side, whatever he did, however he seduced them into believing that he could be God, that he was God. They went with him and they were all tossed out. And so seduction, you could say, technically it started there. But as for planet earth, seduction began in the garden. In the garden, when Satan said that God is a liar, that God is holding out on you, and Eve was deceived. She was seduced. The Bible says that Eve was deceived. Eve was deceived. Adam was not deceived. We don't know what proximity she, he was to her, but Adam was not deceived. He was not tricked. She was tricked. Okay? The Bible says that, once again, in all truth, Adam sinned with his eyes wide open. The Bible says that she ate, she took, she ate, and she gave to her husband. Was he standing right there? Who knows? Did he have to, did she have to go and get him? I don't know. Did she call him over? Bible doesn't say. Doesn't matter. She ate, she handed to him, he took. He knew very well what he was doing was wrong. He knew very well what she did was wrong. And he ate with his eyes wide open. She was deceived. And the Bible is very clear on that. And so the manner in which uh, seducing spirits work, we're going to get into how they work and what they do and 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 just what is their final goal. We're going to get into all of that uh, in the next few minutes. Uh, now, what is the role? What is the role of a seducing spirit in the life of a Christian? How do they work? How do Christians... How do Christians get caught up in false teaching? How do Christians get caught up in false doctrine? Not knowing it, not understanding, not realizing that they are stuck in a bad place. How can that happen? Can it happen? Yes, it can happen. Yes, a, a, a bona fide, guaranteed, blood-washed, blood-bought Christian can be taken in by false teaching. Yes, 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 a thousand times, yes. But how? But how? Don't we all have the same Holy Spirit? If I have the Spirit and you have the Spirit and she has the Spirit and they have the Spirit and we all have the same Holy Spirit, how can we all be here and someone be there and someone be there? Once again, there is error. Once again, we have error and we have straight up false doctrine. A Christian can veer in a wrong direction. A Christian can go in a wrong direction, believing that it is real, believing that they are in truth. It 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 happens. It happens every day. There are there are listen. There are entire churches. There are entire churches that are stuck in a hole doctrinally, and they are going to get deeper and deeper into that hole as long as they stay where they are. That particular church is going to go downhill because what it comes down to false teaching false teaching uh has at its core something about Christ has been twisted something about Jesus Christ has been twisted 
And when you twist Jesus Christ, when you get Jesus wrong, as 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 my brother says, uh, when you get Jesus wrong, it doesn't matter what you get right. If you get Jesus wrong at the foundation, if you don't see him for who he is and what he has done, everything you get right is going to be a little skewed still yet because you got Jesus wrong. And, and this is very important. It's very important that we understand this. Now, we know we know that a Christian cannot be demon-possessed, as we've already spoken. A Christian cannot be possessed by the devil. And so how do seducing spirits factor into the life of a Christian? Now, a Christian, uh, an evil spirit cannot get into the heart. They cannot possess. But what can... But what can a seducing spirit do? A seducing spirit can get into the mind. The mind. How do we say that? Well, how do we say that a seducing spirit can get into the mind? Remember, remember that Satan works through the mind. Let's go to uh, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. Familiar portion of scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. And we see how Satan uh how Satan works. You get there. I had 1 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4 and verse number 4. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Now, note, note, this says that the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. It doesn't say anything, it doesn't say anything there about those that believe. But once again, we see his method, his modus operandi, how he operates. He blinds minds. Can he blind the mind of a Christian? I believe he can. I believe he can blind the mind of a Christian. Now, the Christian, once again, indwelt by the Holy Spirit, indwelt by the spirit of truth. Understand that. But they, he can blind the mind. Once again, he cannot enter in. This is all done externally. It's done externally. Notice what it also says. Notice what it also says um, when the Bible talks about uh, bringing every thought uh, into captivity to Christ. Once again, when you talk about thoughts and the the, the mind, uh, all of this and and every high thing and bring it into uh, bring it into subjection to Christ. Once again, it's talking about the mind. It's talking about the mind. Satan works through the mind, through the mind. Okay. Now, once that thought, once that teaching, once that doctrine gets tucked firmly away in the mind, then it begins to work. Then it becomes a part of who an individual is. Then that individual can begin, will begin to, to, to live out that false teaching. And one thing about false teaching, false teaching is never going to bring you to a place of growth in your life. You will never, you will never grow in false teaching. As good as it might sound, false teaching is never going to bring to a place of growing in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. You have the spirit of truth. You have the spirit of error. Error cannot promote growth because it's error. It's wrong. You can't, you, you can't go anywhere. You can't go anywhere with an error and the spirit of error. With every doctrine, with every false doctrine, there is, there is uh, a spirit attached to it with a false doctrine. Okay, so that that 
That is key. That is key to remember. And so when we talk about when we talk about error, and we have talked about error, false teaching, you have to be very, very careful. Very, very careful. Once again, we talk about discernment all the time. Discernment is so uh, very, uh, very important. It is so important that the child of God be a discerning Christian. You need to be a discerning Christian. Is that right? Is that wrong? Listen, if not, then you will. Uh, if not, then you will find yourself walking, uh, walking in false teaching, and that is not something that you want to do. You do not want to walk uh, in uh, false teaching. Now, embedded firmly within false teaching are number one, lies about God. Hath God said from the very beginning? Did God really say that? Firmly embedded within false teaching uh, that the seducing spirits will, will conjure up and bring up uh, lies about God's word. Lies about God's word. Thirdly, lies, of course, when I said lies about God, lies about Christ in particular. Lies about Christ in particular. And that that's where that's where a false, that's where false uh teachings uh will take you. Seducing spirits, once again, they operate and their purpose is to give you a skewered view, a skewered view of who Jesus is at the very core of it all. They want to give you a skewered view of who Jesus is and what he has done and what he is able to do. That's what, that's what, that's the goal. That's at least one of the goals of a seducing spirit. Now, when we talk about doctrines of devils, this is what they, this is what they promote. Seducing spirits promote doctrines of demons. They are, seducing spirits are demons and they promote doctrines of demons. You've heard me say maybe a few times that there is a, there is a university in the air. The, the 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 false teaching it 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 begins in the heavenly places in the hearts and minds of the seducing spirits and now and and then they reach out and they find someone who is willing to believe who is willing to accept who is willing to grab on to something that sounds good many times Many times a leader, a pastor, whoever they are, many times they will fall into uh, error and, and false teaching because they're looking for something fresh, because they're looking for something new for their congregation. They're looking to, to bring life into the congregation and they, and they latch on to something that sounds good because it sounds exciting and wow, this, this is right, this is good. And you fall and, and, and many times they fall into error and once again, a pastor, a leader is going to be responsible for his flock. If they are leading their flock in a wrong direction, they will be held responsible. Even though each and every congregant in that particular church, even though everyone is responsible, is, is responsible for their own spiritual upkeep. You and I are responsible for our spiritual lives. Now understand what I mean by we are responsible. We know that everything comes from the Lord. But what do you allow in? Are you taking in false teaching? Are you embracing it? Are you giving heed to doctrines of demons? You got to be very, very careful 
that we don't fall into uh, that uh, category. Let's look at some common traits, common traits and distinguishing marks of false teaching. A doctrine of devils is a private interpretation by and of the devil, a.k.a. seducing spirits. I'll say that again. A doctrine of devils is a private interpretation by and of the devil slash seducing spirits. They, they have taken God's word and they have they have taken God's word. Here's what they do. Let me let me give you these words. Uh, let me give you the, these these verbs. These verbs will help us understand what a seducing spirit does and how they do it. Concerning the word of God, number one, they will they will seek to adjust the word of God. Adjust it. Let me just no. This is let me fix it this way. No 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 no. They will seek to clarify God's word. This is that this is that own their own private interpretation. This is what it means. Let me give you one. Jesus died, went to hell, and was tortured by Satan for three days and three nights until God got up from the throne and said, That's enough. Vanquish Satan, and Jesus became the first born-again man. Now you hear that and you go, My, 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 isn't Jesus powerful? Wow, that's my Lord Jesus Christ. He, he he conquered he conquered Satan in hell. It, when you listen to that, it sounds so believable. It sounds believable. It sounds real. It sounds like that's exactly what happened. Jesus died. He went to hell. Sometimes they would say paradise. He went there and he was just, they just laid it on him. He was just beat down and tortured. For three days and three nights until God said, that's enough. And Satan was defeated. Jesus became the first born again man. He resurrected and the rest is history. Sounds good. Except it's all a lie. It's all a lie. But once again, it's, it's satanic clarification. It's satanic adjustment. Adjustment. It is satanic. Uh, it is satanic interpretation. This is this is this is a private interpretation brought about by seducing spirits. There were men of God, were are men of God, women of God that preached what I just said, and they preach it as truth. They preach it as truth. Heard one particular heard one particular preacher say, "Listen, what I'm getting ready to tell you." What I'm getting ready to tell you, you will not find it in the Bible. It has to be revealed to you. Watch out. Watch out. You're not going to find it in the Bible. It's not there. It's not there. That's a clue. That's a clue to turn that one off. That's a clue. Don't listen to that one. They just told you something that they, they told you ahead of time. This is not in the Bible. It got to be revealed to you. No, 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 no. That's not how it goes. That is not how it goes. So, so an evil spirit, seducing spirits rather, they will adjust. They will seek to clarify. They will they will seek to refine, refine, put a little put a little touch on it, make, make it sound a little better. This is what they do. This is what a seducing spirit does, and this is how false teachings are created. 
This is what they do. Let me give you another verb. Let me give you another verb. Uh, they 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 alter. These words all have a, a uh, these all are very these words are all very similar. They will alter. They alter scripture. It's not a strange thing for a, a seducing spirit to alter scripture. Not a strange thing at all. They will seek to obscure, obscure. They certain things in scripture they don't want you to see, don't want you to know. And so spiritually speaking, they they dilute. They they cause it to be obscured. One of the things that uh, deceiving spirits and and uh, seducing spirits don't want you to know, they don't want you to know the power of the cross of Jesus Christ. They don't want you to know. They. Mm -mm. It's, it's it's not that important. Why why you need to keep talking about the cross all the time? Cross, cross, cross. Why? Oh, relax. Calm down. Calm down. That's the mindset. That's the mindset of those uh, who have who have come to a place where they don't yet. They say, yes, I believe in the blood of Jesus. Yes, I know Jesus died on the cross. But cross, 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 cross. Hold up. Wait, that's too much cross. No, it's really not too much cross. The cross is actually everything. You're not here apart from the cross. I'm not here if it were not for the cross. The cross is the is the foundational doctrine in scripture and seducing spirits will seek to alleviate this foundational doctrine from the minds and hearts of God's people. Yes, cross, but not so much cross. A little bit of cross, we know what the cross is, but not it. Okay, seducing spirits will seek to to pull the importance of the cross because that is where they were defeated. The cross is where seducing spirits, Satan. Let let's just say, as Scripture says, that is where Satan was defeated, and not just Satan, principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, world, spiritual wickedness in high places. They were all defeated at the cross, and that's in, that includes seducing spirits defeated and so they ought not to have the power that they have in the life of a child of god they ought not to no evil spirit no demon satan does not have the power over this type of power over a christian should not have but our guard goes down we become complacent we become comfortable and when that happens we begin to see things in a different light. And Satan has been given, as much as we say that Satan, his power has been taken away at the cross, and it was, and it was. Once again, this is no contradiction. When I say this, he retains a modicum of power. The Lord allows him to have a modicum of power. The power that he doesn't have is over the child of God. He uses power in the world and those in the world, he, he has a free hand, so to speak, a free hand, so to speak. He can do what he wants with them. Once again, God is still, he is still sovereign and he cannot do everything he wants to do. But once again, with the child of God, he doesn't have that power unless we give it to him. Unless we give it to him. When we don't, once again, when we do not show discernment, when we let our guards down, we take our eyes off Jesus, all is a snowball effect that can take place in the life of a Christian. And so we need to be very, very careful. And so they obscure, they revise, they omit, omit they, all of these things 
a part of the fact that what we said first, that doctrines of demons is a private interpretation. This is what they do. Next, a doctrine of demons is a demon leaning unto his own understanding. A doctrine of demons is a demon leaning on his own understanding. Once again, he's going to put what he believes in that. This is what it says. This is what I'm going to say that this means. Got to be careful. Got to be careful. There's one particular, there's one particular gentleman, and I'm not, I'm going to leave him nameless at this time. We, we do name names here, but I'm going to, I'm not going to name him at this particular time. Maybe at another time I will. And he has come up with the belief, the understanding that because there is money in it, money to be had by the church, that his church and all churches who lean in his direction should get into the business of growing cannabis. Pause, long pause because I'm still shaking on the inside. Understanding what cannabis is, of course, and understanding what cannabis does and a, 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 a purported man of God with a large church, which a large, with a large following, a mega church, if you will, would say that he wants to get into the business of growing cannabis, weed, marijuana, to have money to put the young people in the church, to put them in business with these places that they open up. A man of God. Once again, a deceived man of God. That is a man of God who is deceived. Another individual who we've spoken about here. I'm talking about deception, how it works. Another man of God that we've spoken about, and once again, I've mentioned his name, but I won't mention it here again, uh, many years ago said that there is no hell. I knew this man. Well, I've met this man when his, his ministry first started out years and years ago. I met him, came to our church, had a had a week-long uh, revival service. We were there every night and, and, and powerful, 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 powerful. But over the years, whatever happens over the years, I don't know. But he comes up and he says he does not believe in hell. There is no hell. And most of the church got up and walked out. They left. He lost his church and he lost his national prominence, which unfortunately the people in the church did the right thing by walking out. But once again, how someone who is in Christ, in Christ, as far as we know, as far as we can tell, can be totally taken by false teaching. It happens. It can happen. And so that's why, once again, a doctrine of devils, of demons rather, is a devil leaning up to his own understanding. Now, how does that work? Once again, we said, how does that work in the life of a believer? Let me go to the scripture here. Let me go to 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Here's what it says. But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. 
and many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. And so even in that scripture, scripture brings out the fact that these men will come and they will make merchandise of you. They're going to come and they're going to take your money. They're going to rob you. These false teachers, that's what they're going to do. That's one of the things that they're going to do. And many false teachings, that's what they're geared around. Many false teachers are geared around having more money, getting more money, especially the one that I just said about the cannabis. And so we have to be very, very careful. Notice what it says there. Uh, notice what it says there. If I can go back there real quick. It says that they will. there will be false teachers among you who shall privately, privately is privately, bring in damnable heresies. Damnable heresies. Destructive heresies. And that's what it's talking about. These heresies, these doctrines of demons that seducing spirits bring in, they are destructive. They bring destruction if you begin to believe them. And that is something that we do not want and need to happen in the life of a child of God. Amen. Now, I'm going to stop off right there. I'm going to stop off right there. And the next time we come together, the next time we come together, we're going to pick up and we're going to we're going to look more at what will what should our role be when it comes to doctrines of demons? We know the danger. We, we've talk, looked about at some of the distinguishing marks. But next time we come together, we want to talk about just what should we do about it? Yes, we know about being, uh, we know about being, uh, to, to have, um, uh, to have the, the, the understanding and the mind that we should not allow these things uh, to happen. But what should we do about it? What should the Christian's stance be concerning doctrines of devils? What should we do? Is discernment enough? Is discernment alone enough? We're going to be talking about that the next time we come together because I think it's very important uh, because false teaching, false teaching is actually uh, on the rampage on the rampage. And if we do not exercise as God's people, if we do not exercise discernment and do as we're going to talk about next time, I don't want to start talking about it now, but if we don't do the things that we need to do concerning false teaching, people are going to be lost. People are going to be lost. The world is not going to hear about Jesus because we're going to get, the church is going to wind up giving uh, the 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 world a a false view of Jesus, a Jesus that doesn't exist, a Jesus that accepts you in your sin, and that's not the Jesus of the Bible. He saves us from our sin. He doesn't save us to keep us in our sin. But once again, because because the church's eyes have been blinded, uh, because many in the church's minds are blinded, not eyes, but their minds are blinded. They're not giving the world the Jesus that they need. And that will mean that people won't get saved as they should. Really, God is in complete control. God is in complete control. But we want to make sure that we give the, the people, 
the right Jesus, the Jesus of scripture. Amen. So very important. We got to keep it on the cross. Keep it on the cross. Keep it on the cross. That is most important. Amen. So as I said, next time we come together, we are going to continue this particular topic, but we're going to be uh, coming at it and talking about what should our role be? What is the role of the child of God in the midst of false teaching, false doctrines, seducing spirits? What are we to do about it? Amen. What are we to do about it? Sit back, watch it happen in front of our eyes. Watch, just, just, just watch things go downhill, spiritually speaking. What do we do about it? Uh, do we stay in our own lane and just don't do anything about it? Just, just what should we do? That's coming up next week. Hope you can join us. Amen. We pray that something spoken tonight uh, has been of an encouragement to you. Uh, we exist to encourage the body of Christ uh, to, to bring out these different topics on this particular podcast. We speak about different topics. Uh, and tonight's topic, we believe, is of uh, vital importance to the body of Christ as a whole. We keep it. We 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 do our best to keep it all on the cross because underneath it all, it's all about the cross. Underneath it all, it's all about the cross of Christ. And so, whatever topic we talk about here, and we talk about various topics, underneath it all, it's all about the cross. We are bringing the cross out to where the cross needs to be. Amen. So we just honor the Lord and bless Him. Thank you for joining us. Uh, here uh, on tonight. Uh, God bless you, uh, Ava and Terrence. Amen. Uh, Tracy T, good to see you back. Patty Black, Thomas Walker. Congratulations, my brother. Thomas Walker, brother Frank. Amen. Uh, Frank has a question. Frank has a question. I saw it. Amen. Uh, let me find the question. Okay, here it is. Uh, Frank's question is, those who depart from the faith, what happens to them? Where do they end up on Judgment Day? Well, once again, this has been a question that's been tossed around uh, so many different ways and so many different uh, times. Once again, uh, what that word what that word is talking about? Those who depart, it's it's the word apostasy. It's the word apostasy. They apostatize, and someone who apostatizes, someone who apostatizes moves moves away from a belief that they once held on to. That's what somebody does when they apostatize. Um, that's what it means. They, they leave something that they believed at one time and they begin to believe something else. Okay. I, now I once knew a person, I've said this before. I once knew someone years ago. And when I say years ago, I'm talking about 40 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Okay. I'm aging myself. That's not a problem. Uh, but they were in the church and they were in the church for years. They had been in the church for years. Something happened, some sort of disagreement happened, and and this person, you know, either was church hurt, as we have talked about. Whatever happened, the person left the church. Next thing I know, this person that had been in the church for all those years, serving in the church all those years, next thing I know, that person is in the kingdom hall. The person is Jehovah Witness. I don't know how that happens. I don't know how that happens. W what happened? How do you go from a how do you go from a Christian church, a Pentecostal church, and switch over to Jehovah's Witness? Were they saved? Were they not saved? I don't, I don't know. I I can't, I don't know. I have no idea. But that's what happened. So those things do happen from time to time. 
a person can apostatize, leave a particular teaching for another teaching. Like if someone is a Christian and, and they leave Christianity and they become a Muslim, that has happened. That has happened. So were they actually a Christian or, or not a Christian? God knows the answer to all of these questions. I, I will not try to figure my mind to try to figure them out. Amen. So God bless you. Thank you for that question. God bless you, Doris. Amen. And uh, God bless you all. Thank you all for, for being here tonight. Uh, Bishop Brown, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Brother Mark, amen. Brother Jeff Williams, God bless you. Kathy, thank you all. Terrence, uh, God bless you. Thank you all for joining us. Listen, uh, we just bless the Lord. And as I said, when we come together next week, Lord willing, we're going to continue. And what is our role? What's my role? What's your role? in the face of false teaching that has permeated the Christian landscape. What should we do about it? Is there anything we can do about it? We're going to talk about it. That's coming up next time on this particular podcast. Amen. All righty. So we bless the Lord. And let me invite you to join us. We'll be back here uh, tomorrow night uh, and tomorrow night on the, tomorrow night on the uh, our cross talking sessions. Uh, we're going to continue talking about, uh, Christ and him crucified. Amen. The significance of that statement, what it means to everyone uh, involved. We've moved on a little from it. We're still talking about the cross, but we've moved on from it. So we pray uh, that you will uh, join us if you can. That'll be tomorrow night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Amen. Coming up on Sunday, we're going to, uh, coming up on Sunday, we are going to, uh, conclude conclude uh our series uh and we pray that you will join us that'll be four o'clock p.m eastern standard time um and we pray that uh you will have a blessed time amen so we just bless the lord we honor him we thank him uh continue to pray for us as we continue to pray for you um we thank uh we thank you for we thank those who we thank those who do contribute to this particular ministry. Uh, I don't know what to say. Just, just thank you so much. Everything, whatever, whatever we receive, we pour it right back into, right back into ministry. There are actually things that have to be done on a monetary basis that we have to take care of in here. What we do here, and so what we do, we, whatever we receive, we pour it right back into, uh, right back into this ministry. And so we just thank you for. Um, Thank you for being a part in that way. Amen. So God is good. God is on the throne. We just thank him for what he is doing. If you need to know more about us, we are That's the Word Ministries. We are a ministry dedicated to, to the propagation and proclamation of the gospel. We do preach and teach the message of the cross for life and living. You can find out more about us by going to our website at that's the word.org. You can go to our YouTube channel, become a subscriber if you have not done so already. You can also go over to spreaker.com. That is where you will find uh, that is our podcast platform. You'll find the other podcasts that the Lord has allowed us to receive over the years. The, the Lord has allowed us to uh, uh, to put out there over the years. Amen. So we just bless the Lord and honor him and thank him for what he is doing in our midst. So thank you so much. God bless you. And we will see you hopefully next time, uh, whatever time that is, whether it's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, Lord willing, we'll be here uh, opening up the word of God. Until then, I am me. You are you. Have a good night and God bless you.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.